there's there's help out there if you if you just make the littlest effort to reach out then someone will come or multiple people will come with open arms Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman. And I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future. To honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome. I hope that you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. And before we dive in, let's just close the eyes if that's available to you. Allowing yourself to settle into the space reclaiming just a couple of minutes for yourself coming into your body letting go of the day thus far and the day that's to come and allow yourself to settle in exactly where you are right now into the present moment experiencing yourself exactly as you are right now Letting go of expectation, letting go of the desire, the need to fix or change. And if you can close the eyes and bless yourself, if you cannot close your eyes, bless yourself with the eyes open, whether that's a prayer or an affirmation or simply a settling into the breath. Just blessing yourself with an acceptance that you are enough as you are right now in this moment. There's nothing you need to be doing and there's nothing you need to change. And taking a couple of long rounds of breath, deep inhaling through the nose. If you can and you're not pregnant, holding at the top for a couple of beats. It's really harnessing that energy and then exhaling audibly out through the mouth with a sigh. Or if you can't sigh, if you're on headphones in a public place, just allow the breath to exhale out through the nose or the mouth with intention. So allowing the breath to really move some energy here. Inhale, bringing fresh oxygenated energy into the blood, literally into every cell. On the exhale, allowing anything that is not serving you, any stale energy, any feelings of fear and anxiety, let it all that just rush out with the exhale. Intentionally breathing calling in what we need today and exhaling what no longer serves us. 
So literally with each breath, we are changing ourselves. We are changing our thoughts. We are changing our bodies. We can change everything with an intentional aspect to our breath. And then if you're able, bringing your left palm to your heart space, right palm to your womb space or your navel. And just connecting these two power centers. As women, this is our power, these two spots. So just lining up our heart with our gut. And then when you're ready, gently allowing the eyes to flutter open. Noticing if you feel a little bit more open, a little bit more relaxed. Hmm. So nice to be here with you guys, um, you girls, you women. It is a beautiful day here in California and it's moving into fall, which I love, into Scorpio season. And um feel very blessed. I've had a nice weekend with my mom here and my girls and my husband. And um, I had a really beautiful interview with Nikki Sebastian, which is to follow. And, you know, it's so interesting. We, we talked about a lot of things and a lot of things even before we hit record. And one thing that I came up with uh, that I really wanted to share, and I talked to so many of my clients and my mama friends about this, is um, social media, which I talk about and a lot of my podcast interviews actually, because I do think it's such a huge thing and it's a huge part of our lives, but just acknowledging the light with the dark. And, you know, on one hand, it's such a great unifier and brings groups together. And I have so many women that I've connected with over Instagram that now meeting in real life. And it's so cool and it's really beautiful. And I feel like there's so much education that I've been able to receive. And with that, there's also, you know, the dark side of social media, the despair and compare, the wishing our lives were different, the judging our own lives against others. And also knowing that, you know, a lot of what we see and watch isn't real, you know, they're beautiful photos. And, you know, and I see that, I see that side too of like, we want to be creating and bring more beauty into our lives and inspiration. And so it is great to see beautiful photos, but it's also with that holding that everything you see isn't real. So it's just, it's a very um, slippery slope. And I know I'm not alone in feeling that. And it can change um, hour to hour sometimes how I feel about it, day to day. I think it's really important to take breaks from Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media you're on. Uh, I think it's really Really important though to know how you tick and how you think and do what's best for you. So the thing I actually really wanted to to bring up today is the practice of self-discipline and not not blaming other people for us feeling badly, if that makes sense. So if you know that you're you're in a mood where you are feeling maybe less than, you're feeling tired, you're feeling really frustrated with one aspect of your life, then don't go seeking that on on Instagram, you know? Like don't allow yourself to go through that down that rabbit hole. And I know that's really hard. It's way easier said than done. But just kind of putting that that thought into the cosmos of taking responsibility for it and not not letting envy or jealousy kind of rule us, but 
if you're in a certain mood, then have the awareness within yourself and then act responsibly. I guess that's really what I'm trying to say is uh, it comes down to us individually to know our mindset and know what's going to work or not work. So I just wanted to put that out there and um, really excited to sit down last week uh, with Nikki Sebastian. She is a wonderful woman. She's a photographer based here in LA. She was a New Yorker. Uh, Many of you know her. She is an incredible photographer and mother of two girls. She does um, commercial and editorial. She works for a lot of beautiful clothing brands such as Doan, Jenny Kane, Parachute Home, and on and on and on. And what really she's known for also is the motherhood portrait. So for a lot of you, you know who she is through that, the pop-ups that she does. And what I really love about her is not only her honesty within her work and her mothering, but she's so gifted at gleaning these beautiful moments within our day as mothers and really using her photography as a source of healing within her own motherhood journey. Love sitting down with her. I hope you enjoy the listen. Please, please, please DM me or email me with thoughts, feedback, topics you'd like to hear more on. Always open to your feedback and your thoughts. And this really is a co-creation. So Um, please let me know how I can be of service to you and your journey from conception through pregnancy, through postpartum and on into motherhood. And as I have shared before, I'm opening up my work into motherhood coaching. So not only am I doing the postpartum work, which is still my total real focus, but I'm now also taking that same sort of energy of holding the space for you as you travel through your motherhood journey. So please feel free to email me at McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N at motherthemother.com for more information. And we can start a conversation on how to get that started for you. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this listen with Nikki Sebastian. And always know that you are abundant in resources. We have so much around us. It just takes that asking for help and really knowing when you need to surround yourself with love and a little bit more light and support in your life. And we're here for you. And may we all rise up together. Jema. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure. It's a nice uh, break in my week. Oh, good. I rarely get to just talk and hang and sit and chat. I know, it's so nice. always in front of a screen or Mm. just running errands or, yeah, running a mile a minute. This Mm -hmm. is... This is very luxurious feeling. I know, mom life. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know, it's a highlight of my week too. I'm like, I get to sit down for like an hour and a half with a friend and drink tea. I know. Here I am with my LaCroix, LaCroix. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know how you, however you pronounce it. The company apparently says LaCroix. No, uh, LaCroix is French and that's how I say it because that's how you actually would pronounce it. But LaCroix, they, okay. It's, it's from like LaCroix, Minnesota or something. I've looked this up because it was driving me so crazy that people are mispronouncing it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's right. That's LA, LA water <laughs> is what I like to call it. It is LA, LA bubbly water. Yeah. So 
Thank you so much. I mean, it really is an honor to get to know you a little bit more and be sitting down with you. And I just love your work and it's so inspiring. Thank you. And I feel like you really, you're a photographer for those of you that don't know. Um, And you really have an interesting eye. Like it's so, I just love the images because they, they feel so light and clear, but just so honest, which I really appreciate in photos. Thank you. Wow. That's, that's a huge honor to hear. I'm just so in my works. I'm so deep into mm. in my in the content that I can never, you know, take a step back. I don't totally. have time to just look and see what what I'm doing. I just do what I do, and then mm-hmm. hearing other people describe it is that's really that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So before, of course, we started recording, I was asking about this, but um, just to share with the listeners how you do work and how you're showing up as a photographer and what got you into it and your journey? Yeah, I'll start from, well, the beginning, beginning. I was I was always a creative, I guess, as a kid. I was just mm. constantly watching Bob Ross and <laughs> playing <laughs> along with my Crayola markers. And I, you know, constantly just making things and crafting. And, you know, I, I just always had to be doing things with my hands. My dad's a musician. It's just, I come from a... Mm. I think it's in, in my DNA. Um, what kind of musician? He's a guitar player. Oh, cool. Yeah. He teaches guitar and he plays in a band. He oh, plays wow. pedal steel. Cool. Yeah. I love pedal steel. Yeah. He's, uh, and so he's been, and he's been self-employed his whole life. And Wow. Um, he's a big inspiration for mm. everything I do. So, and always has been. But um, yeah, so I kind of grew up in that environment. And, uh, I, but I was also just a, very type A student and I went to college and I started as a biochem pre-med wow. major. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah, that didn't that didn't work out too well. Obviously. What did you want to do with that? I, I wanted to be a doctor. I thought oh. I thought I did. But then mm. I had a I shadowed in an ER mm. for like a week and I passed out <laughs> first day on the job. <laughs> And then I realized, I was like, this is not for me. So junior year, I switched to visual art. Just a totally different Mm -hmm. realm altogether. Um, And then I majored in painting and photography. And that was my... And that was my focus. And uh, I think that surprised everyone in Mm -hmm. my family, but maybe not. I think that was always always my underlying goal. I think I just wanted to tell people that I wanted to be a doctor just to you know, mm-hmm. get the the pat on the back, yep. but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. yeah. So then I, I, I moved to New York right after college. I taught kindergarten and second grade at an all girls school because I just thought that's, I could never cut it as a freelancer mm-hmm. or I couldn't just go off on my own as an artist, quote unquote. And I thought I needed a 401k and a, mm-hmm. you know, regular paycheck and, it was a great gig. I mean, I, I loved kids. I love kids. I still do. I was, I babysat, I nannied, I, you know, I worked with kids 24 seven, it felt like. And then, and I was kind of shooting on the side and kind of, you know, maintaining the creative mm-hmm. um, aspect of my life, not as much as I would have liked. And then I went back to school for arts administration in New York and thinking that I would that I should work in the museum world and advocate for other artists. And I worked in at the Guggenheim and Mm, um, in marketing and PR. And I worked at a couple other arts institutions and still, you know, doing photography work on the side. 
And then I just realized that I just, I I needed to be making my own work Mm -hmm. and using all of my own energy to advocate for, for my, Mm -hmm. for my creations. And eventually I, I just went off on my own. I just, I jumped into it right shortly after having my first daughter. And I think my husband was a little terrified because I just, I'm a very spontaneous, like once I get an idea, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I just jump in without much planning. Mm -hmm. The business side of my business is not, is definitely not my forte, but I just, I'm also just, I go with my gut and I just, I'm a firm believer that if I really think things are going to work out, they'll work, they will work out as they- You're in flow with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And things, I'm I'm a hustler by nature. Mm-hmm. I've always been like entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. constantly creating like businesses and selling things and selling, you know, friendship bracelets and That's just awesome. things, you know. Um, so I knew that I had that, I had that fire in mm-hmm. me. I always have. And it's, it's carried me through and here I am. So mm-hmm. yeah, we were in New York for 12 years and then moved here, moved to LA about four four years ago, almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little, that was a shift in my, in my business plan. I was kind of in a groove in New York and then I had to kind of start over. And what was your groove in New York? Was that doing motherhood and babies and that kind of thing or? It was, it was families. I was shooting weddings. I was shooting a a lot more events. Mm. I shot, you know, art world events and galas and things like that. So I was kind of just figuring out Right. Where, you know. Getting a lot of experience, I'm sure. Definitely. It was like photography boot camp because wow. you have all the elements. You have, you know, you deal with weather, all different types of light, mm. different, you know, you're shooting in tiny garden apartments with one little window. Right. You know, you're just, LA, is, it spoils me because mm. it's like. Because the light. The light, mm-hmm. everything is, everyone has these open airy homes and everything's just, yeah, there's a gorgeous. million and one backdrops you can choose from. Totally. And it's it's great. So I, I, Served my time in New York. And <laughs> I was doing some editorial, but um, not not a ton. Was that difficult working? When when I just hear all the different things you're doing, I just see a lot of personalities of people. Like oh. that must have been very interesting. It was <laughs> definitely. It still is. I mean, that's yeah. the that's yeah. such a huge job perk for me is mm-hmm. is just dealing with different dynamics every single day, and yeah. I don't have a like a constant set of colleagues per se. I'm, mm-hmm. I have regular clients and I work with a lot of women on a regular basis, which I love. That's, That's a, cool. Which is so, so great because mm-hmm. it is, it can be a really isolating job. Yeah. Um, but I have some clients that, that have supported me since I, since I moved here and I consider those my colleagues, the, those women are my dear, dear friends now. And just is being that able like to shops or clothes or yeah. family or kind of a mix of everything. Or? I see um, families pretty continuously, you know, once or twice a year. But mm-hmm. I also um, do work for Jenny Kane and mm-hmm. Doen and mm-hmm. the women that have founded and that work for those companies are. I mean, they're they're who I get to spend my days with That's mostly, awesome. and it's it's so nice to to have mm-hmm. that um, to have that bond. Yeah. In, in a business that can really be, like I said, quite isolating. It's so inspiring to be around women that are really, I mean, especially on the West side, they're definitely making a big difference in the fashion and just the mindfulness. And most of them are moms. Like it just seems like such a nice group to be working with and a part of. Yeah, it's it's so fun to see, to watch their businesses flourish mm-hmm. too and, and be just a tiny slice of that in creating the imagery 
and they, you know, they've trusted so me from cool. the beginning and, and my eye and we kind of, it's a collaboration. It's really, I'm not just taking photos for them. It really feels like I'm invested, um, wow. you know, in the, in mm-hmm. the overall look and feel, which is, it's a huge honor. It That's really, so I cool. just, I don't take a second of it for granted. Mm. I really don't. And how did you even hook up with them? Was it just kind of word of mouth or? Yeah, I when I moved here, I started cold calling companies mm-hmm. that I just really wanted to work I love for. It. I think you are a hustler. I'm I love it. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> the, a phone call goes along. Yeah, I just so I called true. the Jenny Kane offices and it's amazing. Good for um, you. Yeah, I just I, I like I said, I've always had that that fire inside mm-hmm. me, and I just feel like nowadays with emails and DMs and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a phone call goes such a long way. I think it's very surprising mm-hmm. when someone just picks up the phone and it's also harder for the person on the other end of the line to say no to you. Right. Because it was like, oh, you're yeah. so nice. <laughs> you, feel, you make them feel really awkward. Yeah. And then you back them in a corner and then they have to give you a chance just out of, a, it's just common courtesy. Uh, now, um, <sighs> So that's that's my method. I've I've talked about it a little bit with um, with other photographers, and I love that. Yeah, I really I really value like face to face interaction mm-hmm. because it's it's so rare nowadays, and I know. it just like I said, it just goes such a long way, and it really sets you apart. Mm-hmm. I really feel like if you just get you know meet f- for coffee with someone, or you know just yeah. dial up a dream client, yeah. So true. I mean, the worst that can happen is they say no and then you move on. And that's happened before too. You know, it's, I just keep trying, but I sort of, I started by just kind of making a list of the people I really wanted to align myself with here in LA. Mm -hmm. And I just, I went for it. And, you know, then the ball kind of started rolling in motion and things started picking up and I didn't have to do as much, you know, cold calling. But I feel like, because everyone here, in this community is it, it's very, you know, everyone seems to know each other in some capacity, mm-hmm. which is also an amazing thing because LA is such a sprawl. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it can be, it can feel so quaint in so many ways, mm-hmm. especially with this community of, of moms and female entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, yeah. And something so intimate, you know, we both do intimate work, but f- photography, having come into your home and being with your family and, and trusting your brand. I mean, there's so many different parts of intimacy, but, you know, it's it's so much referral-based. So it's, it is like, you know, you kind of get in a little bit or create what your look is and then it just catches on. Totally. But I think I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you. Because I think that's so important as new moms and moms and we as we keep on this journey in fine-tuning what we want to do and figuring out what we want to do, it's just like putting that energy out there. And it's not even so much about who says yes or no. It's just like putting the energy out there. Absolutely. And I actually need to do that. I need to make an updated list. So thank you for reminding me oh to do that. Oh my gosh, of course. Because yeah, it's like the worst thing people can do is just say, no, we're not interested. And yeah. It's like, okay, like not even take it personally. Just like, okay, next one. Exactly. You got to let it roll off mm-hmm. your back. It's definitely stepping way outside of most people's comfort zones yeah. to, to play the part of their own PR person. Especially as women. Absolutely. And it's something I have to, I've really had to work on. Yep. But it's like, it's so, it's like, no, it doesn't have to be this scary thing. It's just like, okay, fine. That's information. Yeah. So well said. I feel like, yeah, if you can take out the personal mm-hmm. aspect of it and just look at it as, you know, they just, you know, they don't have a need at this, at this time. Yeah. Then, and then it's not yeah. a good fit in, right. you know, in both capacities. Right. So I know. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing too, is like, if it's not really truly in alignment, it's just going to be a waste of your time. 
And like, we don't have any extra time, especially as moms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I really believe that, you know, you, you eventually align yourself with mm-hmm. the people that you're supposed to be aligned with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you moved here and you started doing the brands, but then really also you're very well known for your motherhood portraits and these pop-ups. So how did that kind of think? Yeah, that was happen? A sort of a, an organic thing as well. I was, you know, I shoot for Mother Mag, mm-hmm. which I love because I get to meet so many different amazing moms. I'm on That's assignment. So cool. um, the editors just you know, have me show up at homes and it's just me and my camera and moms and kids. And it's, Mm. it's a, it's a dream gig. And that was sort of an extension of the mother mag shoots that I do, where it was like, I just saw a need for photos of moms and their kids, because I mean, personally, I'm always taking photos of my husband and my kids because, because of my job. But I know that's the the case, whether these moms are photographers or not professionals that they're, Know, They're the so ones sad. behind the lens and there's very little proof of our existence as mothers mm-hmm. because, and I know I'm, I'm not the most comfortable in front of the camera either. So I'm admittedly mm-hmm. at fault sometimes too, where I, I don't want to be photographed. I don't feel like I'm having a, a great hair day or, you know, right. su- such superficial reasons. And I need to step out of that and mm-hmm. get, again, get out of my comfort zone, get in the frame and just yeah. make it happen because I the few pictures I have of me with my kids that have been professionally shot by friends are my greatest, greatest mm, possessions, mm-hmm. like material possessions. Yeah. And so I just thought that I needed to make it easier for moms to just show up with their kids 10 minutes in front of the camera and make it as easy and painless and, and enjoyable as yeah, possible. I mean, genius. I really feel like... These moms have come away from these shoots saying that it was it was actually pretty fun and the kids, you know, the kids' attention spans, they don't last long anyhow. So Yeah, they can ten, handle ten minutes. Not ten these minutes. like two, three hour shoots. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I love a full family session mm-hmm. too. I do a lot of those and it's nice to have that intimate intimate connection in someone's home or right. on location yeah. and have the time for, you know, some kids just need a little extra time to warm up. But a lot of times, you, you know, you can just I have so many tricks up my sleeve for getting mm-hmm. kids to just be comfortable from the get-go, play around, cuddle, squeeze, hug. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're done and you come away with a handful of images that hopefully you can print and frame and mm-hmm. just have forever and pass down. Totally. I think. Um, so I just felt like as a mom myself with very little... Uh, photographic ephemera. Mm-hmm. I I needed to do this for other moms too. And I still, I need to get myself in the frame more. This is a good, a great reminder. Yeah. So smart. Um, but so I do these pop-ups a couple of times a year and uh, it's, it's just, it's such a joy for me to, to be able to give this to mm-hmm. other moms who, you know, I love it. Who don't have those, the photos that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I don't, I need photos like very badly. I mean, it's so sad going, Goldie's starting this little play school and she's like, bring a family photo for the cubby. And I was like, literally don't have one. Totally. I can't even, our printer's not even working. So I can't even print it from, you know, my iPhone. And it's just, it really made me sad and like, okay, we got to get photos stat. 
Yeah, I, it's, it, it, you don't get this time back. But I do love the pop-up because especially with babies, the attention span is so little and you're also exhausted. But it's like, you can handle 15 minutes. Totally. Like driving somewhere, driving back, like we're looking at like an hour and a half of your day. It's awesome. It's, I, I feel like it's a really approachable way to get yeah. to get photos. Totally. And then you can, you know, work your way up to a full family session if right. you want, you know, additional photos or to mm-hmm. bring your your partner in and- yeah you know, have them in in the frame as well. But I think it's a good way to just kind of yeah, enter into, into that. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've just spent like thousands of dollars. Like it's doable. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Oh, so thank you. I have a you. lot of friends that have done them. So I'm always thank you. seeing them pop up. I have to, I have to <laughs> get another pop-up happening. I've, I've gotten lots of questions and I'm sure as you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. The schedule, my schedule is just, what does your schedule look like? I mean, how do you, oh, how do you schedule that? Uh, <laughs> or do you just like ride the waves? Like, okay, this it's five days a week this week or six days and then other days are slower. Or how do you do? Like, it's, do you try to balance it or not really? I, again, like it's the freelancer's way. Mm-hmm. It's just when, when work's coming in, you take it. Yeah. And again, yeah. ride the wave. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a more uh, professional response. Like no, I have some kind that's of- professional. I mean, that's honest. It's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're doing it. <laughs> if I, I wish I had some kind of formula, but it's really like, I mean, I, I keep a paper calendar mm-hmm. um, so I can kind of see it from, you know, from a visual perspective. If mm-hmm. my calendar looks like it's filled with pen marks, then I should probably back off a little bit. I mean, right. that's, that's as, yeah. that's as um, formulaic as I, as I get, mm-hmm. but it's pretty full on. 24 seven. And yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it's, it's, it's good problems to have. It's, I'm so grateful for every single gig and I'm the type of person that needs to be busy Mm -hmm. constantly. And I I know I need to work on that because that's, you know, Mm -hmm. I could, I could manage to fit in a little more self-care, but Mm -hmm. I, I, genuinely love what I do. It's so awesome. I, I feel, I finally feel like I'm doing what I've should have been doing mm-hmm. all along. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dabbled in so many different careers and I had so many different trajectories and this, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it doesn't feel like work. I mean, and truly. What, what's your age ish? Like, are you late thirties, mid thirties? 36. 36. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with okay. saying that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just always like to know kind of where people are in their their journey and, and age too. Not, you know, it's funny age because I feel like part of me just wants to completely detach from any numbers because I feel like it does just societally put you in a box. But also I think like, I'm just personally proud of my years also. Like I don't feel ashamed or weird about sharing. So I kind of like, I'm always in two minds about it. But anyway. No, totally. I, in New York, I feel like I lived a million lives mm-hmm. before I came here to be I'm a sure. full-time photographer. Wow. And so, years. yeah, yeah, uh, truly did so many different jobs just mm-hmm. to make ends meet. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to. It's mm-hmm. living in the city and mm-hmm. trying to make rent. Where, where did you go to college? I went to Dickinson Where's in Pennsylvania. That? Oh, cool. It's a tiny liberal arts school. It was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> that's such a good college rep. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it was, sometimes I feel that too. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I worked at the Olive Garden all through college and I was, you know, I was doing double shifts on weekends. So I wasn't, wow. I wasn't that socially involved. I was, mm-hmm. I was trying to make ends meet. I was trying to pay from, you know, my books and stuff. And yeah. so, and I wasn't at Dickinson. I wasn't that, I wasn't in the majority in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone had their, their accounts and credit cards and mm-hmm. parents' money and, 
I mean, my parents for sure helped in any way they could, but you know, it was a very different experience for me, mm. which I I wouldn't change for the world. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I went to NYU for graduate school, oh, wow. and that was all loans and oh. <laughs> just I don't know. Your path is your path, you know. Yeah. I I look back with sometimes I look back with such regret, like why did mm. I why did I waste so much time and money? And I, I'm not using any of it, but I, I met amazing people. I had these crazy New York mm. dream experiences. And I still count some of these friends from school as, you know, my lifelong mm-hmm. girls and women. But and it is your journey. Yeah. I mean, it makes you, all those little things add up to who you are so that it is in your work. Absolutely. No, I feel like there, the works that I, the work that I had been exposed to and while working in the art world probably comes through in some, mm-hmm. in some way I, in my own work. I don't know, but yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's interesting just while you're talking, cause I'm just kind of imagining your work and then it's so interesting with photography. I mean, I guess all art, but how, your subject influences your work, but then your work influences your subjects because I do see your work as so light and airy and that's also so California. So, you know, it's interesting to think like what, did your work look really different when you're in New York? I think the light was totally different. I feel mm-hmm. like becoming a mother changed changed my way of, of shooting completely. Mm. Um, I feel like I started to focus on motherhood almost as a survival Mm, tactic. mm -hmm. Um, I had really, really awful postpartum Mm. depression after having my first, Mm. I mean, debilitating. It was just, it was horrendous. Truly the darkest part of my life thus far. Um, And I, I came out of that. I, I really feel like, you know, hardship and adversity make eventually can can make for some great art. I mean, mm. you take that that life experience and if you can turn it into something, mm-hmm. the the work is so much more meaningful. And I, I you know, I consider myself a survivor. It was I was in a really, really mm. dark place. Um what do you subscribe that to or ascribe that to? Like was it did it feel very chemical or was it what was kind of going on in your life at the time or a mix of everything? I, it was just a it was the perfect storm of everything of of genetics, you know, it's in I, I've dealt with depression in the mm-hmm. past. I'm sort of in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um just as just as a as being, a not mm-hmm. necessarily just as a mother. So I knew I was predisposed. Um I think having a baby in the beginning of the winter in New York. Oh, God. I was one of, I, I didn't have any mom friends at the time. I mean, I, I was young for, for New York age, at becoming a mother at, you know, at 30 was, yeah. was essentially like a teen mom by yeah. New York standards. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, none of my friends had any idea of what I was going through. I didn't, I just didn't have anyone to go to. I just, I felt. God, so isolating. Yeah. I mean, I had a therapist, that I that I consulted with beforehand, and so we knew what to look out for. But when you're in it, it's not you can't define it. You know, yeah. it's like I didn't even think I was as depressed as I was until I came out of it. And totally. in retrospect, I look back and I think that was that was a really dangerous time. Mm. And that's I, tricky too because you can't stop life. You know, you have this baby to keep alive totally all the time, totally. forever. And so it's just you can't even like. 
put your life kind of down and just say, I'm going to take a couple of days and just really focus on my mental health. Like you don't, it's so hard to do that. Absolutely. I think for for me, the depression manifested itself in uh, like obsessive thoughts mm. and uh, just really dangerous thinking and voices. And mm. I mean, I spun out. I was just spinning. I wasn't sleeping and, yeah. and not not in the new mom, not sleeping kind of right. way, but truly just- Like when baby was sleeping, you were not sleeping. Like I was just, yeah. I was going days and days where I felt oh. like I just didn't get any, oh. I mean, because I couldn't. I was so, I was in such a like manic, anxious- So was it more like anxiety that then kind of created the depression? Or- I, think, I think the two just went hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I mean- I guess I've suppressed so much of it. It's all very blurry when I yeah. when I think back. But I know, you know, there, I had suicidal thoughts. Mm. I had thoughts of you know just just disappearing. Mm. I, I don't know. I just felt like it felt like my life had ended when mm. everyone else was telling me that it just had, it had just begun or a new chapter had just begun. And I, on top of it, had so much guilt for even feeling these feelings because right. here I am with a brand new amazing little girl that I, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel any connection to. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I mean, I just, oh God. yeah. And, so and then, heartbreaking yeah. to feel like just what the fuck did I just do with my life? Totally, totally. And Ugh. just, I mean, not only crying for hours, but days mm. and weeks on end. I mean, I just, it was, it was just horrendous. So, you know, coming out of that, that was a long slow climb, which, you know, once I, I went on meds, I had to take sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. I had to have my mother-in-law come in and really, I, I mean, I just, I had to ha- get help yeah. because I couldn't care for my kid. It was, it was that bad. And so after that, coming back into my own and trying to figure out my voice in my work and figure out what I had to give, it was, it, it, it had to have been with moms. I, I just, I had mm-hmm. to be with other moms mm-hmm. because I needed to talk this through with other people. And the more I spoke about it, I, like an open book to other moms that I would meet or, you know, friends who were becoming moms, the more I realized that it's so, it's so scarily common yeah. without us realizing it. And like I said, a lot of moms, you, you don't realize it until you're in it out of it or, yeah. or yeah, in it, out of it. I feel like I, t- I speak to a lot of moms and, th- and they say, yeah, now that I think about it, when my baby was little, you know, the toddlers or mm-hmm. preschool or grade school age, I think they say, when I, when I had a newborn, I for sure was depressed totally. and they, you either don't get the help you need, or you kind of just, you know, you're in survival mode and you get through it somehow, but it's, you don't have, I feel like there's just no way of getting an official diagnosis unless you reach out specifically for a, a therapist or psychiatrist, but you're in, you're in such a dark state that that's not, that's not I on know. your list of priorities or you think like, oh, that I'll get through this or I'll, you know. You know, every mom feels this way. This is all hard, which it's so hard to, to know what's, you know, quote unquote normal or not. And I think that's, you know, one of my guests was on, who was saying it's such a great thing for all pregnant moms to seek a therapist while they're pregnant, even if you you feel good, just have like that baseline. Absolutely. Of like this is what's normal for me. And then you can, if you're going through a hard time or like feel like you might be going off the rails a little bit, you can then come back and say like, compared to that, where am I, you know? 
because we don't, everyone has a different baseline. We exactly. just have no idea. And exactly. of course, the lack of sleep makes anyone fucking crazy. Totally. And, you know, sick, can't heal, you know, all the things that no sleep does. But then to have real depression, anxiety, and psychosis is a real thing. And, you know, a lot of women experience it. And this, it just breaks my heart hearing that story because I just want to like wrap you up. But it's oh, also, <laughs> you know, I really appreciate you sharing because I would say, you know, three out of four women have some aspect of uh, some of your story, you know, like we all are totally. experiencing so much because this nuclear family, us all living in isolation, we're creating this. Like it didn't, it's not like all of a sudden it's just appearing. It's because our society has set it up to be this way. Absolutely. And so finding your village, finding the tribe, and a lot of it for us, I mean, so I'm a postpartum doula, it's like paying people to come be your village. But if you don't have your family around you, that's what you have to do. If you can, you know, or create it in your community or, you know, help each other out with babysitting shares or whatever. But it's just, it's not normal how we're living. What our normal is, is not normal. That's... Truer words have never been spoken. I feel like we always, my friends and I always talk about creating, starting a commune. I know. And it's, it's something. When's it's, it coming? I, I know. know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only viable way of doing it just this. It doesn't make sense. We should all be, and our kids would be happier too. If, you know, I love when other moms or my friends that are don't have kids, but the aunties are giving advice to my kids too, you know? And like, we're all richer for more help and different lens of living, you know? We all learn so much more fully, holistically that way. Totally. I I fully believe that. I think when, especially when I have friends that are, you know, newer moms and they're, you know, leaving their kid with a nanny for the first time or taking their kid to daycare Mm -hmm. and they're nervous about, you know, someone else being in charge of their kid for part of the day. It's like, I always just say to them, it's, the more love in a kid's mm-hmm. life, the more you can grow that your yeah. child's circle, the better. I mean, totally. it can only be a benefit to your child to yeah. to open their community. And yeah. just, I, I fully 100% agree yeah. with that. Our nanny, Anna, has been, I mean, she's part of our family. And, you know, it started off with only a couple hours for the first couple of years and then it's grown and she's just, she's really part of our family. But it, I see it in my kids. They can go into situations with so much ease and grace and just being really comfortable because totally. of that, because it wasn't just me. Exactly. And that's so much pressure too. And a lot of his moms, you know, like I was saying earlier, like I'm a pretty much, like I'm very introverted. I don't, I don't actually love being needed all the time by any other person. And so it's, that to me is very stressful. If I would, if I was only the only person in my child's world or stratosphere. Like that would stress my nervous system out. Completely. So it's also just knowing who we are as women and like then assessing the situation and, and getting that help, you know, and not being in that like comparison game because everyone's doing it differently. Oh, the comparison game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, even if we're not trying to compare ourselves to others or it's you can't turn off that noise with yeah, social media I know. it just perpetuates the, perpetuates the myth that we're all just coasting mm-hmm. along and yeah. we're doing it beautifully and effortlessly and with the perfect outfits and the perfect yeah. you know the perfect home interiors and uh, it's just yeah it's yeah. it's soul killing yeah. I, it, I struggle with it sometimes because, you know, my job is to make things beautiful. look as beautiful as possible. <laughs> and I'm Which like, am I, 
am I part of this lie? (laughs) But I think you're sharing all of this too and the realness of it as well. Totally. That's why why I'm so happy you had me here because I can, I like to talk about Mm -hmm. all of the behind the scenes and the whole, you know, I'm, I'm the first person to talk about depression and anxiety and just the shit that we deal with every day as moms. I also love to find the beautiful slices of that Mm. and Mm -hmm. share that as well. Because, you know, that's, like I said, it's a survival tactic. It's for me, seeing the photos of myself with my girls, it's like I can be in the eye of the storm. Mm -hmm. And then once it's calm enough to just look at what, what I've created, I have, I have photographic evidence that there, there's so many, so much joy in our lives, in Mm -hmm. my kids' lives, in Mm -hmm. my life that I was either too busy to see or too anxious to realize, or, you know, so I feel like while, while my job does sometimes feel like it's uh, perpetuating that myth, I, the outcome of my photos, I really, I really do this work to show other moms that there, there really is so much mm-hmm. raw beauty in this role. Yeah, so true. And I, just finding the moments and the challenge of finding those moments in in a chaotic family shoot where the kids are running around and the mom's stressed out because she thinks that things are just going, you know, so off the rails that how could you possibly get any images out of this? And then turning these around and showing Mm. them that look at all this amazing, the amazing content that we were Mm. able to glean from what you felt was some, was a total hurricane of a situation. Um, That's such a great metaphor for motherhood. Oh, it's, it is my (sighs) ultimate challenge. And that's what really fuels me. I love giving that back to moms mm-hmm. and families. I mean, you know, I, I keep saying moms just because I'm, that's, that's who I am and that's what I identify with mostly, but dads too, yeah. you know? That's really beautiful. Thank you. I never thought of it that way, really. Because I do think when we can slow down enough and looking at images is slowing down enough to, to see someone else's viewpoint of our, of our lives, if you're hiring a photographer, it's really that is so kind of earth shattering to if you th- if you're caught in a chaos struggle or thinking things need to be one way and then seeing this you know beauty and our babies and our children and and I always come back to that because you know we have children to enhance our lives you know and obviously stuff happens and it's a complicated life living life being a mom it's yeah. very complicated it's a lot it's all of the things all of the time but we want to enjoy it as much as we can. So finding the beauty is important, you know? I mean, we wouldn't all be on Instagram if it was all like depressing content all the time. Like we don't need more of that. Like the world is pretty fucked right now. (laughs) So seeing some beautiful photos or, you know, I get inspiration too of seeing a beautifully shot house that's very clean and empty and light. And, you know, that gives me inspiration of how, because that makes me feel good and I want to bring that into my home more. So it's like finding those things. And I feel like so much of the kind of negative part of social media is because we lack discipline. And like, at least I know that in myself, if I'm just being lazy or scrolling or like zoning out of my own life, that's when I get into that comparison game. Because if I'm like really living and full and busy doing all the stuff I love, I don't have time to be scrolling for hours on Instagram. Totally. So it's really... 
like catching myself, I'm about to go down that rabbit hole of like, no, I'm turning this off now. Yes. That's you know? a really good point. Like knowing where you're at emotionally, because mm-hmm. I know it it varies with my the time of the month, like totally. hormonally. Yeah. I know that if I'm like a week out from my period, I should probably stay on social media yeah. completely because yeah. I, I just, I can't deal. And I don't see follow it. people that make you feel that way. Even if, even if they're friends, yeah. even if they're brands that you really like, like take a break. If you're getting triggered for whatever reason and feeling shitty about yourself, like stop following them. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely have such a love hate with the platform, but ultimately it's, it's the way I, I have yeah. to be on it for my job. Totally. It's the way I get business. It's yeah. kind of the main way I get business at it's this amazing. point, which it's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's done so much for my job, but that's also, I have to be really careful because I do have those like depressive tendencies and anxious days and months and years. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I have generalized anxiety as a person. Yeah. So it's, it feeds a lot of the time. It feeds my anxiety and it can put me in a really, not, not so great place. place. So I just, I have to treat it with a lot of care, Yeah, but it's, but I also have to part, I have to participate because it's my job. And I like keeping yeah. up with my friends too. Totally. I feel like- I know. It's, it's hard to night- keep up with most of my friends. Yeah. That's sad, but it's mom life. That's exactly. We all have very full schedules. Mom life. So just going back a little bit. So how did you move through that? And like how, what was the timeline of your healing with your first- I would say it was the first year I didn't, I was not myself. I I got out of it eventually. Just, it, it was a matter of time. And I also, I went on meds. So Zoloft was a lifesaver. I'm totally don't want to sound like a drug rep, but for me, that was, that was what I needed. It was, it was chemical. It was environmental, but it was also my, my brain needed my brain needed it. You know, mm-hmm. the SSRI. Yeah. Sometimes was, you really need to get through that time. Yep. I mean, it was, it was literally a life-saving move to go, to go on meds. And that sort of gave me the foundation to do other types of work to get right. myself back to a place where I could function. Yeah. In, but you have to like bring world. yourself up to a certain level. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that meant just kind of like, I, I mean, it just, it stopped the, not stopped. It slowed down the obsessive thinking. Mm -hmm. It turned off the voices or turned them down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I could focus a little more on the job at hand, which was raising a kid. Yeah. Because before that I was, the the noise was too much. I mean, it was, Mm. it was just all encompassing. So once I, I'm trying to think of the timeline. Yeah. Once I went on the meds and ramped those up to a really high dose so I could just make my affect flat. Mm-hmm. I just needed to be yeah. just flat. Like there was a, there was a need for me not to feel much of anything. So I, and I, it felt Poor robotic thing. for a while, you know, it just, I was going through the motions of taking care of a kid that mm. just doing what I thought I should be doing, mm-hmm. but not having any connection. And then eventually, I mean, as, as my daughter got older, it was, just, it was just, a matter of, it was just a matter of time. And I hate to say that because it sounds like, you know, when people are in it, they think like, what, like, what's a quick fix? How can mm-hmm. I, what, what can I take? What can I do? Like, what kind of therapies can I do? What kind of like to acupuncture this? I mean, all of this is ho- so helpful. Yeah. And I think there's so many al- great alternative therapies. And I love that 
LA has such a, it's, it's in our language out here to, you know, offer these things and partake in them and do all kinds of things for self-care is such a, is such a bigger thing here than it was in New York. Yeah. Which changed my postpartum experience completely with my second. Mm. I mean, I still had crazy anxiety and I still went on Zoloft immediately after having her and still didn't breastfeed, but it was a matter of, yeah, just letting, letting it run its course and just trusting in my therapist and psychiatrist and, and just taking my meds. Yeah. Yeah. And so was your second postpartum pretty seamless because of that or did it flare up a bit? It, it flared up, but mm-hmm. I, I went home with a prescription. I went home from the hospital with a prescription yeah. and just- well, Sounds like that was really smart to do yeah, that. Just, just yeah, just went on meds right away. And then you still dealt with a lot of, a lot of postpartum anxiety. Mm. It was, it, but it looked totally different. It, it manifested itself completely differently. For, for me then it was, I mean, I still had the crying, but it wasn't, I wasn't in such a dark, dark place. I was able to, I mean, I, I kind of had to be there for my older kid, yeah. but I, I, looking back, I did have like some depressive tendencies and mm. the anxiety was, was pretty paralyzing at times. Mm. And it still is. I, I still go through it. You know, I have like, um, that's, that's a chemical thing with you. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have OCD. I mm-hmm. have, I have obsessive thoughts. I have mm. compulsions. I had, mm-hmm. you know, I'm back on Zoloft. I'm happy mm-hmm. to talk about this. I feel like some people. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a mat, it's a brain, yeah. it's a chemical thing. Yeah. And for me, I just, it's sometimes I have a hard time with it because I feel like, oh, I, I'm, I'm like too proud. I can do this without the meds. I can, but I, but then I go into, I, then I spin out yeah. and I'm just, I'm just a better mom and a better partner and a better everything. If I can just, you know, solidify my foundation a little bit. Yeah. And all that matters, you know, because totally it all matters and what we're bringing to our families and our kids and showing up the best we can. It's complicated because it's very different for every person. It's really up to every woman to find it for herself. There's no like one answer, unfortunately. Totally. And it's so hard because you're, I think you touched on this earlier. It's like as moms, we're just constantly going, going, going and to like pause and take the time to, to figure out what we need is it's almost unheard of, you know, especially those early years, because it's, you're just so tied into the other needs. And then, you know, with two, like two, continually kicks my ass. Like love them so much. Don't regret it for a second. But the one was just so easy when I look at like, what I'd be like, what am I doing with, what would I be doing with all that free time now? Totally. And having a toddler and going through toddler years and it's so frustrating and, you know, she'll just cry and tantrum and I don't, there's nothing really to fix it. It's just holding the space for her to do that. And that's very trying to my nervous system. And so not, you know, being in a place where I can keep my cool and I can, really let her have it and not take it personally. And, but it's just, we're all wired so differently, but having two kids, like you have, you have the other kid to be dealing with also, you know? Oh, totally. And so it just does complicate things. I really didn't know. And I guess you can't really know until you're living it, but I just didn't fully understand how much more two kids would be than one. <laughs> I could not agree more. The transition from one to two yeah. knocked me on my ass. I had it's no hardcore. idea. 
I just, I, I think I got cocky. I was mm. like, okay, I, I did this with one. Mm-hmm. I survived like the worst, you know, one of the worst experience of my life. And yeah. I can, I can do this again. Like I have the proper help. We're in LA. I've mm-hmm. got sun. I've got, right. you know, I, I just. You got more of your tribe. Yeah. Your I had mom friends. I was like, I got this. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I mm. didn't have it. No. It was, yeah. I'm, st- I mean, we're still in it. You, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, two is still in it. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like maybe at three, I'll be like, okay, a little bit more of uh, a breadth, you know? Yeah. Space, I know. Two is, I mean, my second <sighs> is, she's, she's a wild woman. She's how mine is too. We call her spicy. And now yeah. she goes, I spicy. I spicy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that sounds about right. I, my, yeah. Cece is just, she's a real firecracker. I love the photos and of her though. Just like, she's always like laughing or like so dramatic. Her faces, they're fabulous. She's she's so dramatic, so which funny. I love. I mean, yeah. so is my older one, but in a very like more of a theatrical way. Like Same very, here. yeah, yeah. But also very pensive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, they could not be more different. Mm. They are such, they're such a like hilarious duo. Dynamic duo. It's, it's hysterical, but it is. I was reading this um, New York Times parenting article that the parenting column is, Brilliant, mm, by the way. Mm. I love their articles, but there's one phrase that motherhood is constant provocation. And I was mm, like, that is, mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about that. I'm like, yes, that's all it is. It's just like poking, wow. poking, 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 so true. day in and day out. So true. And, and then, all your all your own stuff. Yeah. And then we ultimately snap. I mean, yeah. I, 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 we yeah. all do it. Yeah. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. And because we're, we're all on Instagram and mm-hmm. seeing the highlight reel and really behind the scenes, like yeah. uh, there's, there's total breakdowns daily, weekly. I, yeah. I mean, I happens all the time. It's bound. It has to, it's, it has it's to. human nature. Yeah. We, as, as humans, we can't withstand that much provoking. I know. And that's why the village is so helpful. Cause you know, when you're kind of approaching it and you can be like, dude, just take my kids for like 10 minutes. I got to tap out completely. I mean, I don't, understand how people do it with no help. And it's a lot of women out there that have zero help. And I would be such an asshole. Like <sighs> I just can't even imagine not ever being able to tap out. I I, I don't know. I, I truly it's like major props to those women. Oh my gosh. The utmost respect. I I I don't know. We don't have family here and it's it's so rough without <sighs> but then, you know, we have we have babysitters, we have my friends yeah. with kids. They'll pick up my kids in a heartbeat from school or, you Which know, whatever. It's so key. And they, yeah, and they have their own kids. I'm like, yeah. that's, those are some real superheroes yeah. in my eyes. Those are the true, true superheroes. So true. Yeah. Mm. I know. Mom life. Mom life. <laughs> I'm like dreamily looking off just in my own thoughts. So kind of to wrap up, is there any kind of message that you would like to share or... Where do you see your work going in the near future? Ooh, I am. I'm still on this hamster wheel of just <laughs> trying to keep Get it, it together day by day <laughs> and just deliver things in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so. I'm telling you, I'm. I'm just beyond grateful for the work and the That's busyness amazing. and the clients that trust me time and time and time again. And the oh, new awesome. clients that want to work with me. I mean, it's all, it's all good stuff. Yeah. I, but when, when I'm asked like, what's your five-year plan? What's your time? I, 
I don't. I, I don't, don't either. I don't I mean, have one. Yeah. I'm just always interested if people have them and I want to hear them. Yeah. I don't have them uh, survive. Just make <laughs> it. Just alive. figure out what I'm mm-hmm. making for dinner tonight. Totally. Or ordering for dinner. What about a book? Would you do a book? Oh my gosh. That is, okay. Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> that's a real, that's been a pipe dream Motherhood forever. Portrait oh book. my God. I would be, mm. yeah, if any publishers are listening. Um, I don't even know the first thing about making a book, but I didn't, you know, you figure this stuff out, I guess. People yeah. do it. Yeah, people but do But that it. would be, I, I just need, I need the emotional bandwidth to- mm-hmm start creating something like that because right now I'm just I'm I'm shooting so much yeah well it'll there'll but, be a time it, something will open up and you'll it'll be the right time totally totally I know I need to update my website I have, I have a to-do list of things that are just yeah. going to have to happen when when yeah. the schedule slows down and yeah. I don't know when that is but you know I will I'm just when I'm just going to ride this wave totally um it's very exciting yeah you, know? you have that much work it's amazing I'm I love, I love this gig. I'm telling you. Um, But yeah, an overarching message though. I feel like I I do a lot of talking on the phone because I'm always Mm. in my car and I'm I'm just a talker by nature and I'm an extrovert. I need to just Mm. be like chatting Mm -hmm. with people and calling people and Mm -hmm. being around people. And my husband's the polar opposite, so we're we're still getting mm-hmm. an understanding of mm-hmm. how each other oper- operates, which he is the <laughs> yeah. perfect match for me because mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life to sort of ground me because I'm always like, go, mm-hmm. go, go. And he's the one that teaches me how to relax. Mm. I haven't actually done it yet, but I w- <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> but you know what it looks like. I do, yeah. He shows me by, <laughs> by example. <The> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I just love when people reach out and I, I have phone conversations with other photographers and and route to shoots and people, I get emails from people just asking about, you know, how did, how did I do this? Or can mm. they bounce some ideas off of me? Or, you know, people, photographers that I just have met on Instagram that I have never met in person or other moms. And I, I feel like I'm trying to put that out there and use the time I have to just talk to other people mm. and, Ultimately, just, you know, the very surface level conversations go deep pretty quickly because mm-hmm. of, I think, what I hopefully put out there. But I, I really would love for moms and, and anyone listening just to know that there's, there's help out there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you just make the littlest effort to reach out, then someone will come or mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. people will come with open arms. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like if you just put that energy out there, like if you're having a shit day or if you think that you know you're you're just not yourself or some something's just amiss either reach out to a friend or someone that you know or, or more importantly a professional i just feel like it's all about you have to help yourself first yeah. um and that taking that first step into into that really really vulnerable place of asking for help is is by far the most difficult but mm-hmm. once you put the put your body in motion in that respect it's the help just comes flowing and and you mm-hmm. just have to open yourself up to it uh, this is so much easier said than done because it's it's so hard for me to do that i'm i'm such a like bullheaded mm-hmm. stubborn part person but i've learned and i'm still learning with with my close mom friends too that i just 
if I ask for help, everyone, I mean, people jump at the chance yeah. to lend a hand, whether it's with childcare, whether it's just being a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. It's it's all there. It's like the net is right underneath you. Yeah. But so you can't really feel it unless you just like reach your reach out your toe or your yeah. foot. You know, I just so I'm true. not sure if I'm verbalizing this properly, but no, you are. Just, it just it takes it takes doing something unfamiliar to ask for help for most of us. Exactly. Because we're we're kind of raised that no needs is great. Yes. And but since we all have that and we honor it when we hear it from a person we love that we jump at it. And of course, and then I do think then we, over time we learn to bring that more to our own self. Yes. I mean, for me, the, like the, the postpartum care, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about it because through my journey of not having any and suffering, it's like, I want to heal myself from that and then also prevent other people from having to go through it, you know, because all our details might be different, but it's really the same stuff, right? We have the same issues. And I think that's, yes. when you do reach out for help, especially from like an other mom, they're like, honey, I've been there. Like whatever it is, your partnership, your depression, your kid issues, you know? And it's it's so important to have mom friends of all ages too. Yes. Yeah. Like a little bit ahead of where you are, where you are, younger than you, you know, kids younger than you, so you can help them too. Like it's all, we all just need each other. Totally. Totally. And I think, like you said, we've all been through similar situations mm-hmm. and unless you, unless you talk about it, it doesn't, it's not talked about. Yeah. I feel like it's, totally. it's so, yeah. it's so important. About it, it's not talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your work and all the light you're bringing to so many thank families. You. Really, it's, you know, it does matter and it's all important and bringing beauty however we can into people's lives matters. So thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm trying my darndest. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it was so fun to chat. This I was, know. Thank you. This was such a treat. Oh, and where can we find you? Like how can people find you to work Ooh. with you or see you or? Um, so my website is just NikkiSebastian.com. It's okay. N-I-C-K-I. There's an N-I-K-K-I who is. Um, <laughs> okay, N-I-C-K-I. It's the, the other Nikki Sebastian is in the, um, is in a very risque industry, okay. shall we say. So, so maybe just one one watch, your, watch your Google search. <laughs> N-I-C-K-I. And Instagram is just at Nikki Sebastian. Okay, cool. And that's. And then do you have a motherhood portraits one also? Or yes, okay. it's portraitsofmotherhood.com. Okay, cool. You can also find that through my main site, but it's that's okay. the separate like mini site that I have. Um, and I need to organize another pop-up, hopefully in the new year. The holiday season is just crazy I know. with other Halloween to like New Year, it's just kind of done. <sighs> tell me about it. Yeah, let us all know when that is yes, gonna be. Absolutely. And then mother at motherhood portraits is an Instagram account which only features the motherhood portraits. And that's where I, I, I'll announce the dates. and Awesome. Um, Does that book up like that day when you announce it? It like, books up within about an hour. Wow. It's it's a little crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, which is awesome. I love, I just, I need to clone myself because that's my only solution right now. Is, you need a second person. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe right, in the so future. We, we got to know, we got to get next to our phones yeah. when you drop that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank and I look you forward so to much. seeing your work as you evolve and as a woman and a mother. This is so fun. Thank I like you. talking too, face to face. This You're is awesome. really healthy. Good. It's great. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. Bye.